Hello, my loves. My name is Kay Elizabeth, and this is the Magical Mess of Motherhood. Here, I welcome you into a safe space to talk all things motherhood, being wife, mother, trying to have a career, and still trying to pee by yourself. The fun and scary antics of raising two boys whilst trying to have it all. Each week, bringing you something new for us to discuss and to make us feel normal, whatever that is. So, without second-guessing ourselves any longer, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, my loves. I hope you are well on this fabulous day, whatever day you are listening to this podcast. I am so excited to be back. Um, Life update. So, it's been, oh, Lord. It's been a little while since I recorded an episode, but I was chatting to my son this afternoon. So I have an 18 year old and he went to Baku, Azerbaijan Baku um, for the World Taekwondo Championships. So he's just turned 18 at the start of this year, has been Selected to be part of the National Performance Centre in Melbourne. So he's moved to the other side of the country because we're from Perth. He's moved to the other side of the country to follow his dreams in becoming a professional taekwondo athlete. This is his first proper year as a senior. So exciting. Um, And he went to the World Championships and Whilst he did not win, he certainly learnt lessons. And I love that for him because it's not all about winning, right? It's sometimes about the lessons that you learn and it's so important to get back up again and try again. We fail so many times in life, but we the, the stepping up, and the growing and the learning and the all of it is so much more important sometimes than the win. Like if you think about it, babies, like they don't give up trying to walk. They keep falling down. They keep failing. They keep standing back up again and they'll fail again and they'll stand back up again. And then they're successful. And they may stand and fall a hundred thousand times, but they will never give up. They're never like, oh, it's just too hard. I'm not going to do it. No, not going to walk. I'm going to do this crawling for the rest of my life. No, they don't do that. They try again and again and again. And we need to do that. Success is not always the win. It's the get up and try again bit. And that's what I love. I love that for my son. So he didn't win, but he learnt lessons and he's getting back up and he's going again. He's got another tournament in three weeks time um, over in Brisbane. And it's just incredible. Like he's had more tournaments this year than he has, I don't know, in, in one year ever or even in two years. Certainly over COVID, there was no bloody tournaments. So it's just so fabulous that he gets to do what he loves and I like there's nothing more that that I love more being a mom is to watch my boys do something that they just thrive at. Like it's just the best. <sighs> I could talk about my big boy all day long. 
I'm going to talk about my little man right now. So I also have a nearly six-year-old. He will be six in a couple of weeks. That's terrifying. Um, and he's going through a bit at the moment. I'm not exactly sure what, but something's happening in his little body and his little brain, his little heart and his little tummy and and something's happening and I just have to be there to support him, whatever it be. He is, um, so his dad and I are separated. Um, he is just really struggling with his emotions right now. He's having lots of big emotions, lots of anger and lots of sadness and frustration and and it's really hard to see. It's really hard to see. Um, and I just, I try to be as calm as I possibly can and like it's difficult when we're out, right, because my son is sometimes absolutely losing his shit crying. And I'm talking like a, he's quite tall. So he's six, he's quite tall and he's like losing it and he's like crying and sometimes even screaming. And, and this morning he hit me because he was just so angry. Um, he did apologize later when we spoke about how much it hurt mommy, but he, um, yeah, he's having all these big emotions. And I don't know about you, but like if you're at the shops or something, you feel like every single parent watching you and judging you. Like you get the, like the older generation is like, just smack him on the bum. Like you can feel them saying that to you. And then there's other people that are like, oh my God, just keep that child quiet. Or, oh mom, I feel you. Like I am there with you. I'm that mom. Like if I see another mum or dad with their child and their kid is losing it, I'm like, you're doing a good job, mum. I will always tell them that they are doing a good job. Like keep going, mum. Don't give up. You're doing a great job. Keep going. I am here to support you if you need it. Like I will always tell you that if I see that. And I think more people need to do that because parenting's fucking tough, right? There's no rule book. There's no guidelines. There's no nothing. And although I have this is not my first rodeo. Like I've done this before. It's so different. Each child is so different. The generation between the two of them is so different. It's just, I'm different as well. Yeah. Like I'm a different mum to what I was raising my eldest when he was six. Um, I am way calmer, way more patient than I ever was before. And, and I acknowledge that, like I am, I'm definitely a different mum. I've grown, um, as a person and a mum and just as a woman in general. And like, as much as I like to say that the, when you're being judged by other mums that you don't care, but you still kind of do a little bit. Um, it, it, it's definitely tough sometimes, but Mama, I am right there with you. I am I'm like like balls deep in in it all when when shit's going down and I am like there cheering you on. So if I ever see you struggling with your child, please know that I am not judging you at all. I am I am there. Like I'll rub your back if you need it. Like I will do whatever I need to do to make you feel better about the situation because 9 out of 10 times it has absolutely nothing to do with why they say they're losing their shit. It has everything to do with something else and (laughs) trying to find out what that something else is is so fucking difficult sometimes.
Like, I know that my son is going through some stuff right now. So when he loses his shit about having a banana for sip and crunch and he wanted watermelon, like, it has nothing to do with fucking watermelon or bananas. Like, I get it. I get it. It's got to do with things that are going on, like, with his dad or or with me or he's missing his big brother or, you know, life changes with my mum moving out of our house and um, my niece and stuff. Like, it's got nothing to do with a fucking banana or watermelon. Like, nah, (laughs) not at all. But just know that I am there. I'm right there with you, mama. You're doing a good job. Don't give up. Stand up again. You got this. You got this. All right, let's get into today's episode, embracing my power and rewriting my story. So for those of you who don't know me, if this is the first time you are tuning in, welcome, welcome, love having you here. And if you have listened to me before, welcome back. I am super pumped. So Today we are embarking on my transformative journey of self-discovery, healing and empowerment and I hope that it helps you in your journey today. So we're going to delve into my heartfelt story that reminds us that the power we hold within ourselves um, to to shape our destinies really. So seven plus years ago, I welcomed this man into my world, believing he was the answer to everything. You know how you write that list of everything that you want in a man, like practical magic? Um, I want him to be tall, with brown eyes, brown hair, like thin, like all of these things. So like I look back at my list because I did write it. I look back at my list and I was like, oh my God, that's so superficial. Okay, you idiot. That's why you got what you got. Um, so I have this charming man that came into my life. Um, and today I'm going to share with you my journey. Um, and like how I fell for the image that I wanted him to be and not the reality of who he actually was. So I'm going to share my journey, share my struggles and my ultimate triumph over it all. Yeah. So the tale begins with a charming man. I feel like long, long ago. There was a charming man who effortlessly swept me off my feet, captivating my heart with his charm. (laughs) So we did this dance of blending the families and finding our way. And like I trusted him. I truly trusted him. I welcomed him into my life along with my eldest child and everything was great. It was rosy. We all got along. It was just beautiful. Um, But the winds changed really quickly, yeah? As life progressed on, I found myself pregnant really quickly, even though I was told that I could never have children. I somehow managed to have two. Um, And ahead of me, something really difficult was coming. Um, I was pregnant. I was incredibly ill being pregnant. I had a hypermesis gavardium, which if you don't know, it is that that disease that um, Princess Kate had of where you just vomit breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I vomited from the day that I gave, that I found out that I was pregnant with Jackson to the day that I gave birth. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, morning, noon, and night. Whether I was asleep or awake, I vomited. If one more person told me to take ginger, I was going to throw ginger at them. 
or freaking have a salada before you go to bed. Like have a cracker before you go to bed. Like stick your cracker up your cracker, my love. Like honestly, nothing I tried worked with this. It was just horrific. So I was trapped between my desire of wanting to keep my whole family unit together and the heartache of sending my son away. Um, my son and my new partner did not get along and somehow my son went to live with his dad, which I was told was what every child does at one stage in their life. And I believed him. I'm not sure why. Well, I do know why. But my son, my eldest son was my rock. He was everywhere. He was my little shadow. Everywhere I went, he went too. He had a beautiful relationship with his father. Um, We had a beautiful relationship and still do to this day. Drives me insane, but I love him dearly. Um, But yeah, like everywhere I went, my eldest went with me. Um, But yeah, he went away. I was told that that was totally normal. So, uh, you know, I still saw him all the time, like uh, like multiple times a week. He'd have sleepovers, would do breakfast, lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, but he, ultimately he went to live with his father for, um, it was probably about close to two years really. Yeah. Um, so in the midst of my sickness and my vulnerability, because like I was an absolute mess, that choice that I made, um, it truly haunts me to this day. I chose my now ex-husband over my own child, which really echoed pain of my own childhood. Um, But through my own journey of healing and self-reflection, I have found solace. I acknowledge that I did the best that I could with the knowledge and strength that I possessed at that time. I have had conversations with my 18-year-old about what I was going through at that time. And I stand before you today, a woman with a newfound clarity and a heart that has learned to beat for itself. I have given myself grace for everything that I went through everything that I put my son through and everything that I put my family through. The reason that I share this with you today, um, and it's quite powerful, I think, by choosing myself is not selfish. It's an act of self-love and preservation. And by prioritising my own well-being, I become a rock for my children I teach them that they are chosen and deserving of love and support. Ultimately, back then, I didn't choose my son, but now I will always choose myself first and then my children. I am a firm believer that you must, us as mums, we must put ourselves first because if my cup is not full, I cannot fill anybody else's cup. It is like when you get on the plane, they, the air hostess at the start of the plane ride, they will always tell you to put on your oxygen mask first so then you can help others. Because if you're trying to do somebody else's and you run out of oxygen, you're no good to anybody. You must 
always, always, always put your oxygen mask on first. Fill your cup up. The cycle of that pain, of that not being chosen, it stops now. It stops with me. And I am determined to break the patterns of the past and rewrite the script of my life. I am rewriting that script and my 18-year-old now looks at me rewriting that script for my six-year-old. It is not too late for me now to change what happened with my 18-year-old when he was younger. I choose my 18-year-old all of the time. I check in with him all of the time. I choose him all of the time. I am determined to break that cycle. It just It's a reminder that it's never too late to reclaim our own power and rewrite our own stories. Forgiveness becomes my guiding light on this journey of life. By forgiving myself for the choices that have weighed really heavy on my heart, I free myself from the burden of guilt and regret. And it's through this forgiveness that I find the strength to embrace the growth and transformation that I am having and that I will continue to have because I am so passionate about that. I'm not the same woman I was seven years ago when I met that man, because if I was, there is no way he would have been in my life. I don't regret any of it, though. I have a beautiful boy. I have two beautiful boys. And without that craziness that came into my life, I wouldn't be the strong, independent woman I am today. Surrounding myself with wise and supportive individuals has been so essential on my path of healing and personal growth. From my coaches that I've had, like the incredible coach that I have right now, like I can't preach from the rooftops enough that everybody needs to have a coach. You don't see swimmers or any athletes, like golfs or like football teams, follow AFL. They all have a coach. They have a head coach. They have a defensive coach. They have an attacking coach. They have a midfield coach. They have a fitness coach. They have a food coach. They all have coaches for all these different things. I cannot stress enough that every single person in this life needs to have a coach. You need to surround yourself with incredible people that are on the same journey that you are. They always say you are the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. I choose to hang around people that lift my spirits up. I choose to hang around people that are smarter than me, that make more money than me, because that's where I'm going. That's where I want to be. I want to be smarter than I am now. I want to be richer than I am now. I want to be better than I am now. I always want to be better. I always want to be growing. I always want to be learning developing, healing, transforming. All of these individuals offer guidance and understanding 
helping me unearth my inner strength and foster healthy, loving relationships. And their wisdoms become beacon of hope as I navigate the challenges that lie ahead of me. My story teaches us that we all possess the power to shape our own destinies. It lies within us, waiting to be ignited. Through embracing our experiences, finding our strength, pursuing our dreams, we can create lives that surpass our wildest imaginations. Seven years ago, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I would have left real estate. Never. I'd done it for 16 years. 16 years and I hated it. But it was a job that kept a roof over my boys' heads. I never in a million years thought that I'd leave it. And now I'm the happiest that I've ever been. I coach incredible women. I support incredible women through their changes. I'm a support worker for a beautiful boy that just melts my heart every single day. The gift that this young man gives me is incredible. People say, but he's nonverbal. How do you communicate? Man, he can communicate good. Holy heck. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody with just their eyes? Shit. Try it with your partner. Sit across on the bed and just look into their eyes and see what they tell you. Because fuck, they speak loud. Just remember, my story is still being written. Your story can still be written. I embrace the power that lies within me and the endless opportunities and possibilities that wait. I'm breaking free from chains of my past. I forgive myself and I step into the radiant light of my own being. Forgive others around you for you, not for them, but for you. Don't sit in a world of hate. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I hate my ex-husband, but I don't stay there. I don't stay there for very long at all. It used to be days and weeks on end that I would just hate him and detest him and just, he would make me so angry. And now I'm like, get a text message from him and I'm thinking, (laughs) you're an idiot. But that's okay because I don't have to deal with it anymore. I choose to withdraw myself from that craziness. So as I conclude today's episode, my love, let us carry with us the empowering message of my story. That's also possibly your story too. I want you to acknowledge your own strength. Forgive yourself for the choices that burden your heart and embrace the journey of growth and transformation. Embrace who you are. Embrace the kindness. Embrace the love. Embrace the joy, the laughter. And just see what happens. 
So thank you for joining me on embracing my power and rewriting my story. And I hope that this episode has inspired you to reflect back on your own journey and to find healing and to embrace the incredible because anything is possible. If I could go from where I was in a shitty marriage that I bloody hated to living my best life now with two amazing boys, a beautiful family, an incredible new partner that just adores everything about me, you can too. You can too. So until next time, my love, stay well. Speak to you soon.